context of modern day, you realise there's some, you know, there are some issues, and it's amazing what you're doing. It's amazing, you know, that you guys are standing up and you are yeah. being vocal, because thankfully somebody is, and hopefully this can this kind of you know, curve continues to sort of go upwards, where more people are. Uh, are speaking up and, and championing change. Yes, I hope so, and, and that's what that's what we've been really happy about too. Is just it is working. Yeah. People having the conversations, and you know the the GoFundMe last week. Yeah, that brilliant. shouldn't have to happen. And like you said, it's not sustainable. But the conversations that have come Absolutely out of right. it and showing that there is interest in women's sport and, right. and and all of that is fantastic. Yeah. And and change will come from that. We yeah. can't just do all that and then nothing happens. Yeah. So if race organisers are a bit more nervous about us finding out what's happening and us talking about it, good. Yeah. Maybe they all change it. Yeah. Or maybe the UCI are talking about doing more. They're focused on coverage and I do believe that coverage is the biggest thing because without that, yeah. who's going to want to sponsor a race? And right, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining another uh, episode of the Giro podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan. Um, for those of you who haven't, please go back and listen to some of our old episodes. The last one uh, that we just did with Coach's Corner with the famous Danny Roberts-Clark. Um, it's a really interesting one, so please do go back and listen and let us know what you think. But enough with the past, on with today. I am joined with, the, uh, with a GB cyclist, the team manager of International L's, and more recently, the face of UCI uh, <laughs> through the Choose to Challenge campaign, Louise Gibson. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very, very good. Um, thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I was just about to say thank you. Thank you for joining. <laughs> um, it's a really, uh, I'm really excited about this one. We've been speaking this week, yeah. and uh, I really feel that this this one is going to be a good one. Good stuff. Um, so, obviously, it's just a really... It's a really interesting time at the moment. Mm -hmm. And we're going to sort of get into the details about, you know, what it is that you do and what you have been doing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really interesting time for women's cycling. And I think the last few weeks has seen this just almost like the culmination of many years of work seem to be coming to a surface. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I hope it's like a real sort of like paradigm shift, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's like the, the beginning of something really new. Everything from, you know, we just had International Women's Day. Yeah. Uh, the Choose to Challenge campaign, you know, that was a part of that, which, I mean, my social media was just covered with it. And it yes. was all very, very positive. Um, you know, more recently, we saw the, the ruler do the women's yes. only magazine, which is just amazing. And we can get into they the... They had to print it three times. They had to print it three times. And they just have had to print out another one. It's just okay. brilliant. Wow, like, awesome. it's just so, so, so good. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, as I say, we'll, we, we'll break some of these things apart a little bit further. Mm -hmm. But... You know, you were involved in in championing, you know, the well, bringing to the attention yes. the pay disparity yes. that was happening in Omloop. Yeah. And again, social media, you know, was just like just rife yeah, with crazy, it, which is yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's all these sort of, you know, conversations that are happening at the minute around women's cycling and, and around equality and, mm. and which is which is really great. But obviously this isn't new for you no. you've been involved in you know trying to champion some of these causes for a long yeah. time so that's kind of like you know so yourself like let's talk about your journey mm -hmm. of one cycling okay and then two how internationals came to be about and yeah. your involvement mm -hmm. and we'll go from there cool so um i'm a relatively new cyclist um probably six seven years now i used to run okay. um wasn't a very good runner but enjoyed uh -huh running and yeah. keeping fit that way but I just kept getting injured so okay. 
you know, shin splints, sore knees, all that stuff. Um, eventually, uh, just kept running, and I was doing long distance stuff, so wanted to do London Marathon each year. But it just it, it went so badly that I got quite a bad hip injury. Ended up having surgery on my hip, and oh, the wow. specialist said that I needed to just stop running forever. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have to have um, a hip replacement. Oh my goodness! And then that would have to be redone every like fifteen years or whatever. So you know, basically stop running and have you ever tried cycling? And mm. I was just like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to ride around on a bike and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I wasn't into it. And I used to used to go to work and laugh at the guys that would show up, like dressed like they were doing the Tour de France and the full <laughs> kit for like a four mile commute. And I was like, I do not want to be a cyclist. <laughs> so um, I was pretty reluctant, but then was missing the running and the exercise and stuff. So actually went to bicycle in Richmond and was okay. just like, you know, looking at bikes and stuff. And they said, oh, you want to buy a bike? I was like, not really, but I have to, <laughs> yeah, you know. Don't have, don't have a choice. So I'm being reluctantly yeah, bought yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> and then I just got into it. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I appreciated that, you know, the freedom that I had on my bike. And I lived, at the time I was living in Kew, so just used to go to Richmond Park mm. and tootle around a bit. And it was hard, but I enjoyed it. And yeah. then just started taking it a bit more and more seriously and, um and I was going through a bit of a hard time in my life at, at the time as well. My marriage was breaking down mm. and I was bogged down with the kids. And But I started getting a bit more freedom when they started school. I then used that time to go out on my bike and yeah. enjoyed it. Um, but was always in a rush, always in a bad mood. So then was training pretty hard because I was just like, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, racing yeah. around get, on my getting bike. Getting it all out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. And then um, entered like a sportive or something. It was... Um, London to Reading, I think it was. Okay. I don't know if that starts here. It started at a race course, but I don't think it was the one here. Uh, it might be Epsom or something. I don't know. Sure, Kempton maybe. Yeah. Because that's on that way I up did there. that and was just keeping up with like pelotons of proper cyclists. Oh, and wow. I was still reluctant. So I was wearing London Marathon running gear. <laughs> Trainers, I wasn't <laughs> yeah, clipped in right. or any of that stuff. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're quite good. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm a runner and all this. And then uh, I think that was what changed it. I was like, yeah. right, okay. Th I'm, I'm doing all right at this. Yeah, sure. I want to do it more. Um so then uh, I bought an amazing bike. That's the bike that I still ride, actually. So I've had that now about five years. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, I spent a chunk of divorce money on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, this is my new baby. Um, Absolutely. And then I've just thrown myself into it. Uh, joined a, When I felt brave enough, I joined a local club. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to... I don't know. I just thought I, di I didn't have a place in cycling because it's yeah. quite intimidating to start off. Absolutely. And so male dominated. Absolutely. That I had to feel sure enough of, you know, the speed I was going and being able to, you know, just answer back, I suppose, to a lot of the chat you get <laughs> when you're on a bike. So, yeah, joined my local club. I live out in Marlow. So I joined uh, the club in Henley, okay. uh, which are, are pretty strong. And each time it was a proper workout. I'd come back exhausted. Was it quite a traditional club? Is it a very club that's been around a long time? So, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, there's only a couple of women members. Mm. Uh, there's much more now. A lot has been done over the last couple of years. Yeah. But when I joined, um, say, four or five years ago, that there would only be one other yeah. woman on a, on a, um, on each of the meets and mm. people would, you know, be seriously good. But but that was great for me. It really pushed me on. Yeah. And I was training hard and stuff like that. And then and then got a coach, um, started working with Will Gerling. Okay. Yeah. And that just then my training became more focused and he was then, you know, talking to me about proper nutrition mm. and recovery and all that stuff, which I hadn't been doing. I'd just been going out, smashing it. Yeah, yeah. And then my legs would be sore because yeah. I was just, you know, sun shining, I'll go on my bike. Um, and yeah, I just got more and more into it. Uh, and then, so I, w I would say I'm a cyclist now. I'm not, definitely not a runner. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really no. bothered to run at all now. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a proper cyclist. 
And then um, must be just over two years ago, I first heard about this French team, Don Andazello Velo, yeah. who have been riding the full route of the Tour de France the day before the pros yes. in a move for equality because yes. there is no women's Tour de France. Yeah. Heard about them. And then each year they invite people to, to join. Mm -hmm. So you have to you know submit an application. And so many of us um, non-French submitted applications that they actually put us all in touch. They said, you, you can't all join the team. We're going to keep it French only. But if you want to form your own team, yeah. you're welcome to come and ride with us. Oh, interesting. So that's what we did. So there was, we, we had a, a guy, uh, Nicholas, who was based in France and he knew the, the French team too. Um, and he helped us with logistics and he'd worked out the costs and stuff like that of, you know, the logistics of either one van or two vans. And, and he basically said we either need a team of five riders or 10 riders. And I think we had about six who'd applied. Mm. So then a couple of us roped in a couple of extra friends mm. and we had and then we had 10 um, didn't know all the girls at all. I mm. knew a couple of them from from here, mm. um, but we had Australians and American Dutch girl. Um, so we all met at. And we're at the Tour de France when we went there, which was a bit bonkers. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's a bit of a social experiment too, because it could have gone really badly if we didn't get on or something. And what year was, was this? Intense. This was 2019. This was 2019. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, we, so we launched the team on International Women's Day. So yeah. exactly two years, two years ago, ago, really. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we just started telling people what we were going to do. And it, for us, it was more than the Tour de France. Absolutely. It was more just about equality. Yeah. So we, we were using the Tour de France as our, you know, stage to yes. get people interested in what we were doing because they were like, oh, my gosh, you're mm. going to do as, as amateurs. Mm. And day, we have day jobs and I've mm. got a couple of kids. And if we were able to do the Tour de France, then yeah. the pros definitely should get that yeah. chance. So we used that as our talking piece. And then yeah. we would talk about all the stuff to do with prize money yeah. and, you know, podium girls and all that stuff. Mm. So things have got better the last few years, but there is there is still no Women's Tour de France. There's no. talks that one's going to come next year, but we don't know anything more than rumours. The yeah. ASO haven't given any actual statement apart from the ones coming. So... Well, I mean, we, we can get into that short. I mean, obviously, this is last year was supposed to be the first year, but obviously, it got postponed. Yes. But this year is the first year of Paris Roubaix. Right. Yeah. You know, which just yeah. seems crazy that. Well, that it, came out of nowhere. That yeah. wasn't even rumored. No. It was just, <laughs> uh, you know, very, very strange. But um, yes. I mean, I'm interested because, you know, obviously, your tenure in cycling is quite short. Mm -hmm. So to go from joining a local club in Henley, mm -hmm. talk to me about that, that transition of, or not transition, but that. Uh, journey of re recognizing that there are some issues within cycling, mm -hmm. a sport that you come to really enjoy and love, yeah. to a point where actually I think we can do something about it. I mean, because it, it's not like it, it was a over a uh, you know a few decades of experience. You're only talking a handful of years. So yeah. I mean, was there anything in particular that really prompted you? Was it the people that you were surrounded with? What what was that journey from going from relatively new cyclist yes. to suddenly on was, an international stage <laughs> i think it was just recognizing how i'd found it hard and yeah. intimidating to get into but then i i i had quite a good cycling community here in london and yeah. that gave me confidence to in myself of yeah. being able to stand up for myself and then wanted to stand up for other women yeah amazing and and get them involved too and just to break down the barriers a bit more and just be like if I can do it then anyone can do it yeah and just to make women on bikes be a more normal thing yeah um that you know 
anyone can but you have got to train especially if you're going to do the big stuff you've got you've got to take it seriously yeah of course yeah but yeah. but anyone could do that and, yeah. and that, that was the thing for me is just i wanted to make it more normal mm. and the, the biggest thing for me is is that i really don't i'm not okay with the fact that little girls might not have the same opportunities as their brothers just because they were born a girl yeah and that's what spurs me on yeah. is to just try and make a difference but not for me i'm i'm you know i'm in my 40s i'm past it it's mm. not for me to get a, a, a proper pro deal or mm. A, you know, a race or anything that mm. I've been chatting for, but it, it's for the little girls, yeah, so they absolutely. can grow up to be anything they want to be, yeah. um, and and just have the same opportunities. I mean, we live in a very, you know, quote unquote woke time, <laughs> but it's desperately sad that we're still having this conversation. Oh, it's shocking! It, it's um, unbelievable. We, you know, obviously as a cafe, we, you know, we've been open for seven and a half years, and you know, we started doing rides that were open to everybody. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, we did recognise that it was. You know, I mean, I've been involved or in and around cycling for 15 or so years. And yes, I mean, you re- referenced earlier, it's incredibly male-dominated. Mm. But, you know, there was a part of me that was saying, well, you know, we live in a you know very kind of open society. If you want to get on a bike, you just get on the bike. But you actually didn't recognise and realise that there are still very, like like invisible barriers yes whether i mean uh, from a cycling standpoint um male or female if you don't have the right kit or the yeah. right bike it can be very scary yes but then add to that the fact if you're a female going to a very male dominated sport mm-hmm. there are you know huge barriers there yeah um and we've tried you know we, there, there's been things that we've done that have worked there have been things that we've tried that haven't worked but we we really kind of felt passionate about our rides we're not a club so mm-hmm. it's open to anybody we'll try as best we can to make it available to for all you know uh, uh, levels we do development rides and actually that's something that we're really going to be focusing on this year yeah where it's just about kind of focusing on beginners really or people new to cycling but help to break down those mm-hmm. barriers mm-hmm. and i Yes, it is very sad that on top of that, there are barriers of just because of your gender. Yeah. And you can't get around it, you know. I no. mean, if, you know, if we, we look outside the cafe today, you know, it's a, it's a Saturday, it's weekend. The, the sad truth is the reality of people that have stopped by are men. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and whilst there are a huge growing amount of women, which is great, mm-hmm. um, it is still a very male-dominated sport. Yeah. I think we've seen like, quite a lot of good change over the last year. There's definitely... Absolutely more people on bikes and yeah. more women on bikes Absolutely. Um, and it, it, it is a, a good community so you know I was cycling this morning in Richmond Park and every time I see a girl I'm like hi <laughs> and, and everyone Excellent. waves yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that which is, which is really great yeah. um, and I, I love to encourage people because it, it doesn't have to be that hard you don't no. have to know everything about the bike no. like I'm not a mechanic I don't pretend to be I don't need to know how it mm. works I mm. need to know how to ride it yeah. and I need to know how to make an appointment with bicycles so yeah. they can help me out yeah, exactly. if something's gone wrong with it yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that that's one of the intimidating things to start with is people say so many things to you and try and give you advice on, yeah. your, you know, saddle height and yeah. things like that. I just think, oh, my God, you're not an expert. You don't know either, yeah, but yeah. they'll talk like they do. And yeah. if you don't, if you're not confident in yourself, that would put you yeah. off. Yeah. Or you'd be embarrassed and stuff. I mean, would you say that you came into that club that you were talking about in Henley with a with just a natural confidence that you was like, well, I don't really care if, you know, if I'm the I only or, or was it was it quite a big hurdle? It was quite a big hurdle. I yeah. waited until okay. I really felt that I could stand up for myself. And yeah, interesting. that's maybe because I wasn't as confident sure. that I, I waited that point because a lot of people would just rock up yeah. and, and people would come all the time and just be like, mm, you're not really ready for this because it is quite a, yeah. a, a difficult club and fast rides yeah. and stuff. And, I, you know, I was just checking on my Strava. My av- I was like stalking all the other people and checking my average speed and yeah. before I went, whereas other people do just rock up. Mostly yeah, yeah, men yeah. are just like, yeah, I'll be fine. And they're yeah. not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I wanted to be super confident in my own ability. Mm. 
Um, but and then the bike shop had given me that too. They were just like, Lou, come, just join a club. You're going to yeah. be fine. Yeah, the people yeah. I was riding with the Richmond Park. It's we're all members of clubs too, so it's definitely important to have the people in your ear that are saying, "Yeah, like you're doing okay." Yeah, no matter like where you are, like you're doing okay. Yes, um, and I think that we as kind of experienced cyclists have to really, you know, more than, so than ever now, yes, really have to play our part to kind of just give people that pat on the back to say, "Hey, you're doing good," and that bit yeah. of encouragement. And you don't. And what I find amazing is some of the messages I get back from people of, you know, me just giving people a bit of encouragement. It mm. means so much yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. And and people say, you know, oh, you've you've made my day, yeah. you've made my week, and yeah. just a little bit of advice or just checking up on me. And yeah. it, it it's a, it, yeah, there, you have a lot of power to yeah. you know encourage other people. And I hate the whole influencer thing. Mm. I'd oh. like to encourage and you know inspire people. That's what I'm about, not influencing. That's yeah. rubbish. No, I I completely agree. Um, completely agree. So 2019, um, that was when I first, you know, came across uh, yourself, the Internationals, and it was a, a non-cycling friend of mine sent me a link to uh, BBC. And oh, obviously wow. you guys had been on the That's on the awesome. on breakfast, yes, yeah, all, all kitted up, <laughs> and it was I, I forget the exact timeline of it. You know, obviously it was before the 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 the, the tour. Um, but talk us through that. I mean, because obviously this this French team have been doing it for a little while. Mm-hmm. So you know, talk us through you know the, your journey in 2019 to do the tour. Yeah. So so we were forming the team and you know all training, but not really knowing what it was going to be about yeah. and stuff like that. But it it was great. It was full on. We'd have to you know ride 10 hours a day, sleep about five hours a night. We we're in pretty budget accommodation. We we're okay. doing long transfers and. Rob was one of the van drivers. It was it was rough Pretty for crazy. all of us. It was <laughs> full on. Rob sat here just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was full on. But we made such a difference. We yeah. had that's the beauty of the Tour de France is it transcends cycling. Yeah. So you don't have to be yeah. a cycling fan to you know to not get involved on the Tour de France because the way they film it is so beautiful. Yeah. All the aerial shots of France yeah. and it's France at its best. Yeah, absolutely. Everywhere we went was pristine yeah. and. It was beautiful. It was absolutely wonderful. And the, you know, there'd be people that would travel with the Tour de France. They'd be camped up at the side of the road. We'd see them on one mountain. And then maybe a week later, we'd see them yeah, again. Amazing. And they would recognize us. Yeah, Our yeah, names yeah. were being painted on the roads. Oh, and, and people back home were talking about us. Yeah. I was doing quite a lot of you know stories on Instagram and like telling everything yeah. from the real low moments yeah. to just like, how amazing is this? Yeah. And it, it was wonderful. And, and we got a lot more... Um, interest in us than we would have ever imagined yeah. because you know we thought it was fun and it was great and we'd get the chance to talk about stuff but people were really listening because yeah. they a lot of people didn't realize there is no women's tour de france they yeah. just presumed they hadn't seen it or or whatever but when we said actually all they have is la course which is like a two three hour I mean, yeah, it's race a, it's a token gesture One, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it yeah. people were like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so a lot of people were interested and then yeah we had a contact with um bbc breakfast and they just wanted us on the show. They couldn't believe yeah. that this bunch of girls um, were, were riding the whole thing yeah. with, with none of the extra stuff that the pros have. So we we had one massage for the whole thing. Yeah. One of the girls had someone fly out to give us a massage, oh, half wow. an hour massage. Uh, and that was, I think, on day nine. We had a rest day then. Gosh. Um, and the food was terrible. And it was it was hard. We yeah. met Ineos 
and they were Luke Rose like I couldn't do what you're doing yeah. <laughs> he's like fair play to you like yeah. it was hard well it puts it into perspective doesn't it yeah and their, cause their setup was unreal you yeah, know yeah. like they had it, all their lorries they had a washing machine each <laughs> and their, their chefs were all there and we were like you know cracking a baguette open slapping a bit of cheese in and that's <laughs> so funny hoping for the best of washing our clothes a, in the shower of course they have a washing oh, machine each you know I mean why, why wouldn't you right it was yeah, nuts yeah. But yeah, so so we had a lot of interest and it ended up on BBC Breakfast and then people were interested. People were just, you know, finding out that cycling is, is in the dark ages yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. about just how male dominated it is, yeah. how the, there is almost no equality at yeah. all, yeah. so far behind. So, I mean, maybe that's a good good sort of position now to sort of like just talk about what's what's happened recently mm -hmm. and and from that we can like really you know discuss more about how cycling is very much in the dark ages in in, in, in some ways i mean obviously the last you know couple of decades we've seen across sport not mm -hmm. just cycling but across, well actually no in spite of cycling but across sport like real lengths and and efforts made to encourage yeah. support and champion women's sport mm -hmm. i remember speaking we did a podcast with our sort of like uh, our women's giro race team uh, last year and one of the things I mentioned was, I remember maybe 10 years ago, going onto the BBC Sport website and, mm -hmm. it, and it referenced England football team. So I clicked it, and, but it was England's women's football team. Oh, right. But the fact that they hadn't used the women's term was a really big statement. Mm. It was like, no, no, this is just the England football team. It doesn't matter if it's men's or women, this is the England football team, which yeah. is a really big statement. Yeah. Obviously, you know, in tennis, we've seen equal pay mm -hmm. start to come across and equal coverage. Um, and there just seems to be, and so, of, and in cycling, there's certainly been a lot more coverage. Yes. You know, the, we have the women's tour here in the UK. Uh, every year we go out to, a group of us go out to watch the, you know, Tour of Flanders. You know, yeah. the Tour of Flanders happens. And, and it seems as though it's all going, a lot of the, a lot of the races, not the Tour de France, but have all, have the equal yes. uh, or the equivalent of a women's race. Mm -hmm. And then this year, after COVID, it's exciting. We've got the classic starting. Yes. On loop happens. We watch the women's race. We watch the men's race. It's you know there's excitement yeah. in the air, and then you just drop a bomb <laughs> of the the pay. Yeah, and it was it was just this. I remember seeing this post going, "Oh my god!" And again, social media just just uh -huh. stopped. Yeah. So if a, we'll we'll put a link in the description um, below, but essentially the men's the 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 David. Uh, Belletti, or forget mm -hmm. the guy's name who, yeah. who won, his prize money for winning was sixteen thousand euros. Yes, and the women's uh, uh, winner was it was it Van der Bruggen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nine hundred and thirty euros. Yeah, so five percent. And you you put yeah you put it on this this pie chart, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh my goodness, like mm -hmm. this. It just seems so strange. That because it over recent years there has been so much coverage, there has been so much more emphasis put on equality and a lot of people saying the right things. Yeah. But when it came down to it, yeah. Nine hundred and thirty pounds. Uh-huh. So I mean maybe just talk a little bit about obviously one, how you found that out, and then yes. two, what's happened, you know, the conversation since then, you know, that's the, I mean, because really the internet kind of stopped for a little yeah, while. Right? Everybody crazy. was talking about it, yeah. That's that's the sort of stuff that I've been, you know, highlighting the last couple of years. Yeah. So 
uh, we try and post fairly often on the Internationale's account with if something's happening and mm. trying to get people, you know, this is how you can make a difference in women's cycling, watch the races, because when they're on, they're incredible. Yeah. It's really exciting racing. Yeah. And you know, p people saying, oh, no one wants to watch women's racing. That's rubbish. We know that's not true. Um, yeah, that's so not true, yeah. we've been showing, you know, the interest and stuff. And a, a few of the posts I have done, when I've done the simple visual stuff, mm. I did one when um, when the Tour de France route was announced last October. I was there was a tiny bit talking about La Course, mm. so I wound it back and I just timed that, and it was thirty one seconds yeah. out of the whole hour's coverage. Yeah. Thirty one seconds was about women's cycling, so I, I did a pie chart for that as well, and it, and that went crazy. Everyone yeah. was just like, "What? You know, this this isn't good enough." No. So then the other day, I think it was on Twitter that I'd, I'd seen the prize, and I thought that cannot be right. Yeah. Um, and the Cyclist Alliance were talking about it as well. So just did some digging to make sure that it was yeah. right. So went on to you know, Cycling Tips had, the, had that as well. And I just thought, mm, okay, yeah. this, this is actually the prize money for the winners. Um, didn't want it to be too negative. So I think the day of the race, I said, you know, this race is happening today. We're really excited. Watch the race. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. But then the next day I was like, you know, I hope you enjoyed the race. Mm. But look what happened. Yeah. And just, yeah, that pie chart was just... Yeah. And it just went crazy. Yeah. Everyone started sharing it. People were like, are you sure? And I put where I got the stats from so people can go and look into it. And it, it it's not right. No, it's not right. Um, but th there's plenty of reasons. And then what I couldn't believe was I'd put it on Twitter as well. I think on I'm a little bit braver on my own account. Yeah, sure. I want to keep the internationals one quite positive and stuff yeah. like that. But I'll put a little bit more judgment <laughs> through, through my own. So yeah. I, I put some stuff on there on Twitter and the race organizer from Omloop actually answered back on my one just saying, I'm really sad that you're talking about this oh. because we're doing so much for women's cycling. How dare you focus on this one small issue? And if you think small all issue. there is to solving women's cycling is the prize money, then you don't know anything. Huh. And I was just like, oh shit, wow. I've ruffled some feathers here. Yeah, if I've yeah. got the race organizer yeah. actually commenting on my yeah. stuff and thought, oh, should I have done it? And I was like, yeah, actually, mm. you can't just say, oh, we're doing all this other stuff, therefore ignore this yeah. huge thing. Mm. Um, and people do have the power to, to make change. So then what was incredible was a couple of days later, found out that it was going to be the same prize money for, you know, uh, the Strada Bianchi. Strada Bianchi, yeah. Same thing. I think the women's prize pot was going to be a little bit bigger, but it was still, it wasn't more than two grand. 935. <laughs> right versus 16 grand again because yeah, yeah, that yeah. 16 grand is mandated by the uci That's correct, and they yeah. don't have those same you know instructions for the for, for women's cycling and they say if they did then actually a lot of women's races wouldn't even happen which would also be terrible so it's, it is a difficult situation yeah but one of the uh, one of the fans on uh, instagram's like right well i'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and he started a, a GoFundMe. Yeah, this is amazing. And and this went mental too. Yeah, you yeah. know, he got <laughs> involved with us and with the Cyclist Alliance to try and push it. Yeah. Show it was legit. A few yeah. people were like, how do we know this guy isn't off to Barbados? <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we're paying for him to go on holiday. Yeah, hang, on, what, hang on. That's right. So yeah. uh, the Cyclist Alliance got involved and, and they were going to help, you know, distribute the money to the winners and stuff like that. And it was unbelievable. I, I thought we'd get some money. Yeah. I never thought we'd beat yeah. what the men were to get. So it was for the top five winners. So we were comparing the top five men and this GoFundMe account. Mm. And it just, it went down to the wire though. We were we were ready mm. to, we, we as it was getting close, I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm just going to, I'd already donated, you donated. I had a couple of friends on and it, and we pushed it over. Yeah, perfect. Just, just for, to make a statement. No, really. but that's it. But it, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, obviously as like a, it's not a sustainable model. No, not at all. Not but at all. 
as a statement yes. and also as a just a like almost like a litmus test to see where people's you exactly. know people put their money where their mouth exactly. is you know what I mean there's over a thousand people wasn't yeah. it I, I, I put something in over a thousand people have taken that extra step so actually no I feel really passionate about mm. this I remember so back in 2018 I was I went up to the tour down under oh, cool. obviously I worked with a couple of Australian brands so we they invited me out there and it was, I mean if you ever get the chance to go it's brilliant but yeah. obviously they run the, the the men's race alongside the women's race that happen uh-huh. on the same days and they just it's all around one city, Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so you watch the women's racing and you watch the, the men's racing and it's great. But we were at the we got invited to like sort of the official like rap party, you mm-hmm. know, the, the finish up party and uh, so the main hotel in Adelaide that pretty much all the teams now, all the male teams stay at, is the Hilton. So there's a big bar down there and like a nice restaurant and they've got a conference suite. So that's where this kind of like official rap party was and met a few people and a friend of a friend was a swanier for a, a women's team. Okay. And we were just, everyone was all very excited about this. Yeah. You know, it was a really, you know, uh, exciting event and, you know, it's the finishing off what's been a really good week. And, uh, and then she said something and she's like, well, it's okay for the men. And I was like, oh, oh. What, what do you mean? She's like, well, we're, you know, all the men's teams are staying in this hotel. And the t- I won't say what team that um, she was involved with, but, um, you know, they're saying we're literally staying in a non-air-conditioned school mm. hall down the road. God. And it was like, what? <laughs> and obviously they've been invited to, you know, to, you know, the, this official sign-off of the week and, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of they're all, all up on the stage. And it was just this moment of like, wait, that doesn't, like yeah. that doesn't make sense mm. and she's like oh it's ridiculous like you know we don't get paid very you know well for this you know and, and mm. most of the riders you know are barely making a salary most of them are also working jobs yes but they're just doing it for the love of it yeah and it was like wow yeah that was the first time i was like wow that's cr-. you just assume that mm-hmm. if they're on a professional team on a yeah. world tour team and some of them have been olympians and yeah. all the rest of it that they would actually <sighs> You just assume that it's a, a full-time job and they've yeah. got a salary and they're supported yeah, because they've got sponsors. It's not it's hard. At and all. that's the thing about the prize pot is actually it makes more of a, a difference to the women because their base salaries are nothing like the guys yeah. either. Yeah. So that, that prize is actually yeah. really helpful. Yeah. So Whereas it's a, it's a tip, it's, you know, petty cash or whatever for the guys. I mean, we're, we're, even with the men's, I mean, you know, from the, 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 the famous, you know, kind of like guys who are in the teams to right down the bottom, mm. like the pay gap is, yes, is vast. yeah. yeah. But at least there's a salary. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, with the with some of the women's teams, there's not. And, and to do all the training that they're doing and yeah. having to work as well and pay for all their stuff. Yeah. And the, the thing that's been interesting is we've got quite a lot of the um, the female peloton are, are following us and really encouraging of what we're doing with internationals, which is really reassuring that we're doing the right thing. Yeah. It's almost we... We don't have as much to lose by saying what they want to, but some of them feel like they should just be grateful for what they've got and are too scared to rock the boat because it's been hard for so long. So they are behind us, you know, shouting for them, for their rights and stuff. I mean, that's got to mean a huge amount to them. Yes. I mean, this is a very, this is a very big question, but I mean, what, do you see the root issue as just being, it's a, it is a very, uh, it's a sport that's got a lot of heritage. It's a sport mm-hmm. that's been around for you know over a century. You know, is that the root of the issue, or is, do you think there's something more? Like you know, with this kind of disparity between the men's and you know women's from a professional standpoint, not on a local level, but mm-hmm. on a professional standpoint, like what 
what is the what is the what's I think the real it, issue? A lot of it is tradition because yeah. it's always been that way. Yeah, sure. And I think a lot of it has to be there are just too many males yeah. making the decisions. Yeah. If there was some females, you know, in in there making decisions, then it would it would have to change. And yeah. They 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 obviously don't see what an issue it is because yeah. it doesn't really affect them. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's like people saying, "Oh, that's not sexist." It's like, well, you can't say that to someone unless you've been affected. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it's a combination of tradition. Because yeah. it's a very traditional sport, you yeah. know, with wonderful history over the years and stuff like that. But some of it hasn't changed. No, <laughs> no, no, of <laughs> in, course You not. know, the Tour de France, we're at uh, edition 108 this year. Yeah. It's an institution. So yeah. to, to make big change in that is a big deal. Yeah. And it's and it's, a you know, there's aspects of cycling that we really love. You know, it's a, mm. there's, you know, you from a from a consumer standpoint you you can go and race on the same roads as 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 the your pros that you look yeah, up to and yeah. then you can see photos of you know pros doing it 100 years ago i mean yes. where else do you get a chance to do that you, yeah. you, know, you don't really but then when you put it in the context of modern day you realize there's some you know there are some issues and it's amazing what you're doing it's amazing you know that you guys are standing up and you are yeah. being vocal because thankfully somebody is and hopefully this can this kind of you know curve continues to sort of go upwards where more people are are, are speaking up and, and championing change yes i hope so and, and that's what that's what we've been really happy about too is just it is working yeah people having the conversations and you know the, the gofundme last week yeah, that brilliant. shouldn't have to happen and like you said it's not sustainable but the conversations that have Absolutely come out of right. it and showing that there is interest in women's sport and, right. and, and all of that is fantastic. Yeah. And, and change will come from that. We yeah. can't just do all that and then nothing happen. Yeah. So if race organizers are a bit more nervous about us finding out what's happening and us talking about it, good. Yeah. Maybe they all change it. Yeah. Or maybe the UCI are talking about doing more. They're focused on coverage. And I do believe that coverage is the biggest thing because without that, yeah. who's going to want to sponsor a race? And I, I mean, coverage is definitely increasing. Mm -hmm. But it is, and you could hear the frustration in in last week's Strada Bianchi. Uh, the commentators uh, were, who were commentating on the women's yeah. race were saying, "We're really sorry. We've only got half an hour. Yeah. Like as in, that's what the race organisers have given yes. us. We yeah. would love to have covered it from from you know kilometre zero uh -huh. through to the finish, but yeah. we've only been given half an hour. Got the last twenty k, yeah. and the, yeah, they're almost embarrassed about it. You yeah. know? And, and for anybody who knows cycling, like the last twenty k, the race is over. Mm -hmm. you know, as in, like kind of all the exciting stuff's happened, and now you're kind of building towards the finish. Mm -hmm. But it's better than nothing. Yes. So you're right. There definitely is. Um, but it actually wasn't the legal minute. So they meant to have to do 45 minutes. Oh, really? And that's why the um, Giro Rosa, they've yeah, lost yeah. their world tour status because they didn't give live coverage last year. They yeah. tried to excuse it of COVID, blah, blah, blah. UCI have booted them off world tour. So Giro Rosa isn't on the world tour this year because they didn't do the minimum coverage. And and the same yeah. with Strada Bianchi. It wasn't 45 minutes at all. That's but I don't know if anything's happening with that. But So those are the limits there to try and push coverage so we can see more and and you know that the races are exciting they're properly like yeah. oh my gosh like right from the start because there's none of that dead time yeah. i think it was on loop actually a couple of years ago where the women caught up with the men because they, they was they set off about half an hour after them and the men were tootling around because they had a much longer stage huh. there's all that dead time in the middle where they're all just yeah. messing around yeah, yeah. women actually caught up 
then the women had to stop. So anyone that had made good, you know, gains and stuff, then everyone else caught them up. They stand in there for about 20 minutes, all got really cold. It's like, this, these are professionals. You can't yeah. treat them like that. Yeah, that's crazy. So that, yeah, I think that was Omloop a couple of years ago. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. Um, but hopefully talking about it will get, yeah. you know, positive change to happen. So, I mean, you know, speaking of that, you know, we recently had this choose to challenge mm -hmm. campaign hashtag choose to challenge which again you know it was it was massively busy on 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 uh, on on social media and and various platforms mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that because i suppose the reason why i'm bringing that up is it's all fair enough for people to post about stuff and mm -hmm. to repost and you know use that hashtag mm -hmm. but unless I, I mean people who listen to the podcast have heard me speak about these things in the past like i really don't have any time for hype mm -hmm. and i don't have any time for as you say like influences like mm -hmm. i just it, it really rubs me up the wrong way because the question is what is the legacy like what is what's the lasting change coming from this if it's just a few people reposting it then i'd rather not yeah. like, I, you know i'd rather actually kind of see that there is some real change so obviously mm -hmm. you were the face of this campaign <laughs> you know yes. um so just talk a little bit about you yeah. know sort so of like what, I, what it is when i when i first heard about choose a challenge i thought oh this is perfect i just thought it was something it was the cycling you know international women's day theme it was the worldwide theme for yeah. international women's day this year yeah. it was choose challenge which is so perfect yeah. and and for cycling it could be done in different ways so you could have your challenge of you know riding 50 miles 100 miles whatever but the way it, my spin on it was challenging yeah absolutely tradition yeah. and challenging just because yeah. it's been done that way yeah. and challenging the men yeah. and <laughs> the yeah, way yeah. it's been yeah. so um i have a contact with the uci that came about last year they've been interested in what we've been doing mm. um so they they you know highlighted a few of us team members on on internationals last year and actually he got in contact with me and just said oh we, we're doing a, a piece for international women's day do you want to be involved and i was like yes yeah. <laughs> instantly Absolutely. like when you contacted me yeah, yeah. Like, yes yeah. and i'm like oh maybe yes, i don't please. mind <laughs> i'm super keen i don't say no to many yeah, things amazing. at all no, so it was great i was just like you bet I yeah, yeah, yeah. involved in this and I had no idea that it would be as powerful and as good he sent me the script and I presumed it would just be some words yeah. over video I didn't know I'd be on it yeah, as yeah. much as I was yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we it, the turnaround was ridiculous so I found out about it I think on a Wednesday and he said oh when can you do it basically International Women's Day is Monday oh, can you do it goodness. the next couple of days so I was like yeah cool so went the next day um, which is great for me. I hadn't really left my house the last yeah. year. So I was like, oh my God, you're yeah. going over to, wow. <laughs> to Lee Valley to do yeah, some yeah. filming. And yeah, met a video guy, um, Adam, and just kept, you know, did quite a few takes of just saying these words. And he said he was then going to edit it over a couple of days. And, and then the actual video that came through, I, yeah, I really found great. it really powerful. I was really, really... Very, very powerful. Really honoured to be involved in, in a, that kind of stuff. In a short video, I mean, it just gave... It really showed the breadth mm. of 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 women's cycling yeah which yeah. is amazing yeah it was all the different you know all the different types yeah. and diversity and the emotions and everything it was yeah. a really really great piece of of work so I, yeah i was delighted and and it was shared a lot and it, what was interesting was that the uci had done a couple of other posts on the same day and pretty much all of the stuff on my video was positive yeah and people held off the abuse but then they were abusing the uci on uh, you know equal pay on all their other posts but my post was positive oh, so amazing so, yeah that people enjoyed that one because yeah, it yeah. was about challenging yeah. and about making a difference yeah. and stuff like that whereas there are other ones people were just like oh this is you know just for the sake of it and but I stuff like that the question i have and, and and is that if if they if the uci you know really kind of it's a great it's a brilliant step forward like mm. no doubt about it 
But if it's just there, a bit of a marketing sort of like box check, mm. you know, that's the bit where I kind of go, no, like if, if this is just you know, a nice thing that your marketing guys go, oh, look, we did a good job. Look at the yeah. views, look at the, you know, yeah. kind of impressions. But it's not, if the UCI aren't taking that step, I suppose I'm asking the question, are, are the UCI doing more to work with these race organizers to see some change yes. on a international race level, on a local grassroots level? Do you believe that there, there is things I happening? I believe they are. I think Great. I think more can be done. Yeah. Um, I, I The contacts I have in the UCI, they're saying the right things, yeah. but it's all very well to say the right things and then quite another to actually do them. So I think change is happening. It could happen faster yeah. and more could happen, but I think they're very focused on coverage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, and not ignoring the other areas, but I, I think that I'm, I'm hoping by everything that we're doing and the fact that they respect me and the team enough to want me to be involved in their stuff. Yeah. They're not trying to hush me down or ignore me because yeah. they were highlighting me. They tagged us in all of it. So they'll know that people will go looking and see all of our stuff, yeah. talking about the discrepancies yeah. and prize money and, and coverage and stuff like that. So I, I think they believe what we're doing is good and is needed. I think they're moving a bit slowly, but I know, you know, because I mean, in the day. obviously what you're doing is good, mm. but it is also very challenging yes. as in it's, you know, you're, you guys are waving a, a flag to say things need to change. Yeah. So yeah. it was refreshing to see them get behind that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't think they are just ticking a box. I think they are doing yeah, quite a lot of stuff behind the scenes, yeah. um, which they can't always talk about. But yeah. the fact, you know, with the Giro Rosa that they lost their yeah. world tour status, yeah. they are changing things yeah. and, and punishing people when they don't do what the, what, what they have to do yeah, as yeah, race yeah. organizers yeah great um this uh obviously something that happened recently was this we mentioned earlier the ruler magazine yes it was just brilliant it was unbelievable yeah. i ha actually had never bought ruler before i'd flicked through it when sure. i'd seen it before but i just you know i hadn't bought it it was just blokes and yeah you know RT Black and, and white pictures of blokes. Yeah, and I, I didn't really want to read through that. It, yeah. it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. And then when I started hearing about the women's one, I was like, cool, yeah. okay, let's yeah. see what this is like. So yeah. subscribed, yeah. and and it was amazing. Yeah. It was a really, really powerful issue, yeah. talking about all sorts of stuff, mm. which is just not talked about all the time. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, an insight into our racers and stuff like that, who are, who are fabulous role models, but we yeah. don't hear enough about them. Don't hear enough about them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was really good. And then Cycling Weekly have done um, an International yeah, Women's that. Day edition too. So I think, you know, that they're having to, to do more yeah. and, and not just for the sake of it because yeah. there is an appetite for them. So the fact that, you know, they've had to reprint four times, yeah. that's amazing. And obviously, you know, it, it's it's just brilliant. You know, obviously, print is going through such a difficult time at the minute and, mm. you know, you, you know, uh, publications like Rouleau are having to sort of balance between print and online. Yes, and then for their the 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 uh, the uh, uh, the magazine the issue mm -hmm. that has done essentially helped save not save them but sort of performed outperformed anything else is, that one. is the women's one yeah and it's awesome. just powerful yeah it's really really powerful it's great so and they've committed to doing more so it's not yeah, just going back to what it was so yeah. I've subscribed to get more so I'll, I'll keep an yeah, eye yeah. make sure that it's not just a token yeah. women's issue and I think you know Orla being behind she's yeah. wonderful yeah she's there's great there's a lot of re really great um, reporters, yeah. journalists, stuff who are doing a lot for yeah. our sport. But it was brilliant the way that she did it. And I know she references it in, in the article that she wrote in The Telegraph. Um, she, you know, she used a, a very provo a pr provocative image on the front. Yes. You know, to essentially almost highlight uh, 
uh, it, almost in society, you know, kind of like women should be the, the pretty things. Mm -hmm. But actually, when you open up the cover, then you really kind of see, you know, more into, you know, the reality of, of women in cycling. You yeah. just think it's brilliant. Like, yeah, it's so, really so, powerful. so good. Yeah, got a lot of people talking. Yeah. It? So it, yeah. It, did, it did the job for sure. Yeah, a lot of people talking. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about what you guys did last year. Internationals, because yeah, so obviously we, with COVID, yeah. you weren't able to go and do the Tour no. de France, um, unfortunately. But I mean, yeah. So it it was it was tough because we um so we had the team of ten from 2019 who rode rode the full tour. We then had five who who were free to do it again, and five who were just like I've ticked that box. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love what you right. do, but that yeah, was yeah. hardcore. No thanks for doing yeah. it again. So we had five new riders. Um, so yeah, all ten of us were set to go to France, and I I just we all hoped that you know COVID would have been a bit of a thing yeah. last March April, and then we'd be through it, and then the Tour de France got pushed back, and by quite a few weeks actually, it was then pushed back to the end of August. So I didn't give up hope. And I kept thinking, we're going to be okay. We had logistics sorted and we were all looking forward to it being, you know, the end of COVID and, yeah. <laughs> and all getting out to France. But then as it got closer and closer, I was like, oh, gosh, I've got some Americans on the team and they were banned from France. And then oh, eventually if we'd goodness. have gone to France, we'd have had to quarantine before. Quarantine when we came back and it's like, oh, it was just getting messy. So mm. we thought, do you know what? Let, let's call, let's not go. But what can we do to still have an impact and because we wanted to still have that conversation around the Tour de France mm. and around equality and stuff so yeah we we did um we covered the distance of the Tour de France on turbo trainers yeah. like a round the clock relay yeah. between the 10 of us um from our uh, home locations and then all of us to to cover the elevation of the Tour de France each of us Everested yeah um so a couple of them had to do it on turbos as well because yeah. of, you know, where they were was in Texas. It was too hot for the riders there oh, to do it. And that's a nice problem Australia, to have. it was their winter. Yeah, yeah. But for us, there was, we've, there's five of us in the UK. So yeah. we all got together in Wales. Yeah. There was that, you know, wonderful window that we yeah. had in between lockdowns last year, which, gosh, it'd be hard to plan something like that now because you just don't know what's yeah. going to happen. But we, we managed to all get together. So we did the turbo stuff together yeah. and then all Everested. And that was... That was pretty cool to tick that off. And last year was a massive year for Everesting. The whole world decided yeah. to start doing that, Either didn't they? Indoors or, or outside. <laughs> it was like, oh, my goodness. I've got to say, like, you know, anybody who does it, fair play. Yeah. I, I actually loved it. I'd, I'd done quite a lot of research. I'd picked the hill, and I didn't want anything too steep. No. Then you'd be dying after a few hours. And yeah. I didn't want anything too shallow that it would take five Just be there for like, yeah, it. exactly. So, um, yeah, it was an average of like five, six yeah. percent this this hill in Wales, about half an hour to climb. Yeah. And we, I mean, we still had to cover about 300 kilometers. Yeah, and it took 17 hours. Yeah. But at no point was it impossible or yeah. thinking, oh God, I can't get up this hill. It was just, it was an endurance thing. And that's what we trained for as endurance. So there was five of you yeah. that Everest did. Mm -hmm. So that's what, Eight, it was eight and a half thousand meters climbing. Yes. So five of you doing that. So that covers well, the... Well, all 10 of us did. So okay, fine. Yeah. yeah the, so the elevation of the tour um, is, uh, it was over 50,000 meters. Yeah. So I think we needed six of us to okay, Everest fine. to tick off the elevation. Gotcha. But all 10 of us did it. Amazing. Um, but yeah, five of us did it together. And uh, what was amazing was it was a 17 hour you know, thing it took us that long, but we all finished within about 20 minutes of each other. Yeah. So our ability was all yeah, you know, yeah, there, yeah. thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it was great. It was but good it, to do. Again, it just, I read, I, I was watching it, you know, we were following it on social media. There was a lot of really good coverage around it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll put the links, every, everything below, but obviously our good friends, you know, George and Jess. Yes, George put, was making videos. Yeah, they put this video together for yeah. it. 
and all the way through these little daily updates and then put together this edit. Yeah. It was really powerful. It was really good. Because it wasn't about the challenge. It was about the message. Yes, why we were doing it. Yeah. Why we were yeah. doing it. Yeah. So I suppose, you know, on, on you know, that, I, what, what was the message of that? Well, it was, this, it was the same stuff that we've been banging on about the year before. But yeah. what really fired us up on day one was when La Course happened. Yeah. And it was so incredible. And that amazing sprint finish yeah. with Lizzie Dynion winning by, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. millimetres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, we were just like, and that's it. Yeah. That's their Tour de France yeah. equivalent done in two, three hours. Yeah. And that pissed us off. Yeah. And we didn't even get to see the podium stuff. Yeah. It then went on to some wrestling from I don't know what year, but it was just their time slot was done. They'd showed a bit of the race. They didn't show the medal ceremony. We were just like, oh my yeah. God, this isn't good enough. Yeah. And then it's just stuff like that was just firing us up yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to try and make a difference and just say, this is not good enough. Yeah. And just to disrupt yeah. all the noise around yeah. men and cycling around the Tour de France. And that's, that's, so that's what we'll do again this year. You know, the way things are looking, even if our UK roadmap goes to plan, it's still looking pretty dodgy in France. They're, yeah. they're way behind on vaccines yeah. compared to us. It's, you know, the, the virus is raging over there. With the international team and travel is difficult. So yeah. I, I'm pretty much sure we won't be going to France this year, yeah, but sure. we will be doing Great. stuff to keep um, talking about equality yeah. and to disrupt all yeah. the noise around yeah. the Tour de France and just keep the pressure on for, for, for an actual equivalent and some equality. Well, I mean, I, I was going to ask. I mean, with regards to internationals, like moving forward, mm. what's the what's the vision? What's the plan? Do you have any bigger plans that you guys you guys want to achieve, or is it just a case of just keep tapping just away? Just keep tapping. So when you know when we were in France a couple of years ago, I think about maybe t day ten or eleven of the tour, we heard that the ASO was saying that Women's Tour de France is done, and we were like oh, cool, let's just go home, we're done. <laughs> we can rest. That's yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we're just like, hang on, yeah. you're just talking about, we'll put a focus group, you know, we'll do some stuff. Uh. So we just kept pushing, pushing, pushing. Ideally, we wouldn't even have to do it anymore. Yeah, we'd sure. actually just go around on a victory loop of, yeah. yay, we've got equality. Yeah. But sadly, with all the stuff that's still happening now, yeah. there's so much work still to be done. Have you guys had any um, contact with or contact from so, I mean, ASO, obviously, ASO, for those of you, for listeners who don't know ASO, the organization who, who organized the Tour de France yes. and a number of other races, including Paris-Roubaix. Yeah. Um, but have you had contact with them? Have they, have they fed the back? French, the French team actually met with them last year. Interesting. So, um, and they've given them more information about there being a Women's Tour de France wow, next year. So the, the French team have actually backed off in quite a lot of their, you know, vigorous protesting to, get sure. to actually saying a Women's Tour de France is coming. It is we coming. support it. Yeah. Um, get on board with yeah. watching it. So they've kind of changed their tactic okay, a bit because they, they do have contact there. So, well, so mean, they're saying the right thing. La Course is just, oh. it's just, it's this token event and it hasn't been going for that long. And yes, unfortunately, it doesn't get any coverage, mm. but it's almost like the Tour is a really exciting race to watch. You yes. know, it's, you know, three weeks, as you say, like it's the best of France. It's mm. beautiful. You know, every, everybody gets behind. There's always these, you know, queen stages. Yeah. And it's almost as if the Champs-Élysées is like, in my opinion, it's like the most boring stage yeah. because it's finishing up. Yes, it's exciting to kind it's of just, see it, but yeah. it's just a ceremony. Yeah. And it's like they just kind of threw this at the women. So yeah. the, basically for listeners who don't know what it is, of course, it happens the same day on the last day of the Tour de France. It's a short race. 
it almost feels like a crit really but yes. it's basically just laps yeah. of yes. laps of paris yeah and it's so year boring was in, in, of all um, the nice but it wasn't even the full stage yeah sure it, and it, it's just oh it's that's right sorry yeah you're right last year it was, year it was, it was meant, yeah. meant to be paris yeah, and yeah. they changed yeah. it when the tour got pushed back yeah. and they did part of stage one of yeah the, that's of right the men's race and this year is the same they're doing um just part of that yeah but it is basically a crit race a couple of years ago there was two stages because there was a, a really great mountain finish yeah but it's still not enough no it's not enough so yeah that and but to, just to get La Course first, there was a lot of protesting. Catherine Bertine had done, you know, a lot of work to even get that to happen, yeah. and they so eventually agreed yeah. to it. But yeah. this isn't that what they agreed to. They agreed yeah. to a lot more, and this it is a token effort. Yeah. But hopefully, from next year, yeah. it'll it'll roll out to be more. I don't think I don't think the pros want all twenty-one stages. A few of the, mm. the female pros are like, hang on, yeah, we don't yeah. necessarily want to ride twenty-one stages, but we want more than one day. But it just seems like you know, with everything going on, it's. It feels that it's this. I mean, getting back to this on loop thing, you know, there's been so much good that's been happening mm. around the sport. You know, we have some legitimate like female presenters. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we, we we're good friends with Rebecca Charlton. Obviously, she's been hosting, you know, the the the, the track stuff for yeah. a long time. You know, yeah. very vocal. Orla now is like a, a key anchor at Eurosport, mm -hmm. and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's not like it's just this token thing. It's like no, like they're it, it, this is legit. Yeah. And you know, obviously, with the the women's issue of Rouleau and it's all these things, but yet the the focus bit is still lacking. Mm -hmm. So I mean, credit to you and what you're doing, because it you. you know, let's hope it just continue to build on these things that actually for the 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 the, the girls you know growing up yes. can actually look to being a professional cyclist as a legitimate career, yeah. just as much as the men. Yeah, well, they can turn it on TV and and they can see it yeah. and want to be it. Yeah. Whereas if they if they never see it, they'll just think, yeah. oh, I'm not a boy, so I can't do that. But I mean, it's interesting they can see it now. Yes. Uh, which is you know to a point, not as much as we'd like, but they can see it. Mm -hmm. But then you start digging below the surface, and you're like, oh. Yeah. 900 euros i yes. mean you know granted only it's not the biggest race but it is a race mm -hmm. and it's a race that everybody you know has been watching yes um so yeah let's hope some more things change so that's obviously so, on yeah. the on the uh you know kind of like the grander sort of like professional international level mm -hmm. what do you think we can do locally here in the uk mm -hmm. what can what can be done to kind of see more more women get on bikes i think just you know just encourage them yeah. just if you've got a bike get out there ride on it yeah. um help people but don't mansplain that kind of stuff <laughs> it's, it, it's tricky for men because uh, you know often they might want to help and stuff but then it just if you're not asking for help you don't need yeah. to give it yeah. and there's a way of giving help without being condescending yeah. and or you know rude yeah. as well so it, it, it's tough for the guys yeah. i'm sure yeah. it is um but it's just just get out there just get on a bike yeah. talk go for a ride with other people ask questions there's no questions that are too stupid and you don't have to have all the kit mm. you don't have to be clipped in you mm. just go at your own pace and mm. and your fitness will come yeah. and your enjoyment will come with that too and just yeah. just take it in your own strides but just try and enjoy it yeah. the main thing is just enjoy and don't let anyone you know make you feel you're not part of it because there is no certain certain type that can ride anyone yeah. on a bike is a cyclist yeah absolutely right we um it's something that we've been putting a lot of thought and energy into, you know, around here, you know, we, we, we're in Surrey, which has become, you know, for the last 10 or so, you know, 10, 15 years has become a very busy uh -huh. place for riding a bike. And in particular, since lockdown, it's become mm -hmm. incredibly congested. And, you know, I've been riding bikes around here for the best part of 15 years. 
at the minute, I find it really stressful. There's a lot of people out there. Yes. And I'm somebody who's an experienced rider. Yeah. So I can understand that for, for uh, a new cyclist, mm-hmm. in particular a female cyclist, it's, it's, it's not, even though you might want to, because you yes. get all the benefits of, you know, riding outside and, yeah. you know, all those wonderful things, that kind of entry into it is, is difficult. It's a very, very big first hurdle. So we've yes. been sort of challenging ourselves here, like internally, and then speaking amongst our sort of like riders and crews, like what can we do? Like, mm-hmm. is there anything that we can do? And a big part of it is we, we want to, we're going to start to offer development rides again, yeah. as soon as we can, mm-hmm. just focusing on those new riders to start to bridge that gap yes. where we can kind of take some experienced riders, share a bit of wisdom, share some tips, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how we can do it on social media as well. Yeah. But just to encourage people just to get out I think so. and, and maybe break down that barrier. Like changing a flat and stuff like that. 100%. Because all of that is just, that, that's the shit part of something yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, when I was starting out, I think I had an unlucky couple of weeks where mm. I got three flats and I mm. nearly gave up. I yeah. was just like, oh my God, I can't be coping yeah. with this. Yeah. But once you've got confidence in changing it, yeah. then, you know, Absolutely. I mean, you can ask for help. It's yeah. okay to ask for help and yeah. stuff. But just that bit of confidence to know that you can get yourself out of a, yeah. you know, a, f- a flat tire situation. I mean, that, that's definitely a big one. And we've got Danny, our mechanic, who's, you know, keen to sort of do some like workshops and like yeah. just the real basics, which is cool. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, once we're able to, we'll be able to kind of do those sessions again. But I think we, more needs to be done about educating drivers and stuff too that i found like, yeah you know over the last year people should be a bit more chilled out because yeah you know we're in lockdown where, yeah. where are you going in such yeah. an emergency but it's shocking i i spent a lot of time on my turbo for last year because yeah. i've got two little kids so i was homeschooling and that's normally when i ride is when they're at school so suddenly they're not at school so i'm on my turbo and then anytime i did get to go out something would happen and that yeah. you know cars would be trying to yeah. push me off the road and just thought, my God, I, I can hold my own, and I'm, you know, I'm no stranger to swear words. So <laughs> I would, but someone else, they'd never go out again. No. It, it's scary. Yeah. And and drivers, if you, they get, you know, really worked up about people riding in twos, mm. there's nothing in the highway code yeah. that says we can't ride in twos. Well, and I mean, the, I mean, we could do a whole podcast about yeah. this, and this is something I feel immensely sort of like passionate, and yeah. because I believe that there are some some bad riders out sorry bad drivers out there who don't know the rules but unfortunately (laughs) there are some bad riders out there that also don't know the rules they give us all a bad name yeah and 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 i think that we certainly from our standpoint and the cycling community here at jira like i i know that there's things that we can do yeah you know and and we're going to and Mm -hmm. it's just a case of playing our part so that if we do come across a you know angry driver or if we get in contact with a local resident that's kind of feels angry about the number of cyclists Mm. at least we can point them to well this is what we're doing yes and you know let's say you know you know you know sort of a uh, a a, a lady says right i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna Mm. get out on the bike and then they're presented with an aggressive driver yeah. or they're presented with, with a group of cyclists who just, you know, kind of burn past them. There's all these things. It's like, mm. no, we need to, it all plays a part of the same thing that we yes. need, to, that I do feel that we should take responsibility for yes. and, uh, and and carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Louise, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, you know, we'll put all the links to everything, the video that, 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 that George did yes. um, talking about last year. Um, and look, just keep in contact with us. I'd love to sort of touch base a little bit more regularly. Let us know how we can support. Let us know how listeners can support. Actually, that's a, that's a great point. 
how can uh, how can listeners kind of be a part of the conversation that yeah, you guys are doing and follow us on social media yep. internationals and uh, my own accounts luke you yeah um, we'll keep you updated with everything we're doing um so we're making plans for the summer now so w- when we can talk about those yeah. we will yes um and and just just watch women cycling yeah get follow all of the pros on social media yeah. the more you find out about them the better it gets yeah. watch their races talk about it and and just if you can help people do yeah. um and just get out on a bike and it enjoy is, it for anybody who's listening who doesn't watch women's cycling it's much more exciting yeah it's yeah. i mean I, I remember back in the olympics i mean that was what 11 years ago no nine years nine ago nine years ago yeah the women's race on the Saturday and then the men's on the Sunday. The women's race was so much more exciting. They, it was attack after attack after attack. It's great. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely recommend watching it. And we've got some great UK talent in the in yes. the women's pro peloton as well. Yeah. So um, all that helps. That's driving demand. It's driving, you know, more conversation about yeah. women's cycling. Yeah. It all helps and it all boosts it. So that's how people can. And can hopefully, help you know, these people who have committed their life to a sport that they love can mm-hmm. can get rewarded for it and get yes. honoured for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah thank you so much I really appreciate this conversation and uh, hopefully there's more change coming